Hey, it's Aaron. And I'm Sarah. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey, friends. We're back. We are back. Back, 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 back again. Shady's back. I'm trying not to belch into the microphone. But you should belch directly into the microphone. You know, I had to talk to someone today about belching because it became a problem. Well, I'm a supervisor at work, so sometimes I got to talk to people about things. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) the vagueness with which we talk about. They're wondering who is walking around work and belching. Belching to the point where it's a problem that their supervisor has to talk to them about it. Well, let me tell you, these assholes that I supervise, big and small. Yes. Short and tall, wide and skinny. All colors of the rainbow. Uh, We have a very diverse company, so to speak. They all just belch all the time. It's belching is a problem. But anyway, no, there was a really big belching issue today. It was so problematic. But anyway, your belching is fine. Just to circle back to what we were talking about. I'll try to be respectful. I'll try. I wasn't saying you were being disrespectful oh, with the bell shit. No, I know. I just, I. It was more like it scared someone. Oh. <laughs> Which is actually the funniest part. I'll tell you the story after this episode. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No problem. And what are we going to be talking about, Aaron? We are going to talk about the Green County Alms House in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania! Yeah, I've done quite a few. We're going back to Pennsylvania. Yes. Yes. That was my weird Pennsylvania song, apparently. Well, hey, you know what? It works. It's it's totally cool. Um what was I gonna say? I don't I know. Really I don't know about Pennsylvania. Okay. Wayne County? Is that what you said? Green County? It's Green County in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. So Waynesburg is Waynesburg. kind of it's kind of by Pittsburgh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So this haunted location was featured on the Travel Channel's Destination Fear. Have you ever watched that one? Oh, it's, no. it's relatively new and they're pretty young. They're fairly young. They're probably in their twenties. Um, it's a brother and sister team and then two of their friends. And this particular episode was, I think what had happened was they had been kind of like scaring each other, trying to like do things to like really scare the crap out of each other. And they were choosing like really, really scary places. And this was the place that the female on the team chose kind of as payback to her brother for scaring the crap out of her um, in a previous investigation. Um, and this place sounds absolutely terrifying. I would not want to go here, to be honest. Um, so it's actually currently a museum that's run by the Green County Historical Society. It was a home for the poor in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. Waynesburg's located about 50 miles south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Alms House was open from 1862 to 1964. Uh, hello. And the building is said to be haunted by both the souls who died there and by William Cage, a particularly sadistic Alms House um, director. Um, there were 746 reported deaths at the Alms House, but it's estimated that the number is more like 1,000. Okay, so the reason I kept asking you literally for for a second what county it was in mm-hmm. is because 
Waynesburg and Greene County sounds sounded so familiar to me. Mm-hmm. It's where near where Joe grew up. Oh. My stepdad. Okay. Not kidding. He might literally, know about I this place. It. I literally just Googled well, it. Ask him like, about this. Wait a second. It's near Carmichael's. Like, I know where I know where this all is. Like, yeah. this is fascinating to me. Well, maybe he knows about the spooky place. I mean, it's sort of near where he grew up. I mean, not entirely near where he grew mm-hmm. up, but oh my god, wild. Small world. Anyway, back yeah. to it. Sorry. Sorry well, about this that. This is one particularly awful story. I find it very sad, but also scary, but just very sad. So around 1900, there was a woman named Sarah Nisley. And she um, wanted to warm up her freezing baby. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. And she placed the baby in the almshouse oven, and it stayed there overnight. And that didn't turn out well. Oh. Yeah, that's just one of the horrible things that oh happened my, there. Wow. Yeah. Way to just knock yeah. it out of the park right off the bat. Yeah. So this story is like the perfect indictment on the way that the mentally ill, the poor, the disabled were treated. Um, in some cases now, they're still not treated well, but this is particularly heinous. Um, depending on who got involved in the management of these places, it could really be a death trap for people that, that were there. You know, um, there was a lot of death at this place. A lot of major paranormal activity has been reported here. According to a story and accounts, there were reports of people who were sent into the dungeon and chained to the wall in the 1800s and 1890s as a form of punishment. This house was originally a far, a family farmhouse that was built in 1857 by Joseph Reinhardt. Um, the home was sold in 1861 and it was turned into a poor farm. In 1862, the first poor house resident named Isaac Pipes came to live at the farm and he was listed on the records as feeble minded is what they called him. Oh, that's I know, not, I know. I hate, oh, I, I hate it. Like I hate it. But that, I mean, this is what the records literally say. In 1861, the intention was for the almshouse to support up to 50 residents The main portion of the building was where the steward and his family lived, and there were sleeping quarters for them in a large dining room. They called the people living there inmates. Now, these are, I know. Now, these are not prisoners, but that's what they called them. The inmates stayed in apartments above the first floor. There was also a sewing room and a storage room. In 1863 and 1867, grand juries were sent to inspect the living conditions. I'm so sorry. I need to interrupt this broadcast to tell Aaron right now, after a month-long search, Brian Laundrie has been found dead. Is he really dead? Link in the bio for a, a statement from the FBI. The FBI just state, just put it out there. I'm going to I'm going to look it up right now. Earlier when I was reading, people were like, are his parents planning evidence to make it look like he's dead? So, they've actually no, found I him. I think the FBI put out fiance Brian Laundrie uh, Brian Laundrie's remains were found. The FBI just confirmed well, that he, the remains that they found near his stuff were him. So he's dead. I would have rather seen him go to no jail. No offense. But- no offense. Rotten hell, you piece of yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, now that there's no possibility for anyone coming up with any other weird fucking concocted story about what the fuck happened, fuck you, you piece of shit. I hope you rot in hell. And this is going to come out the day after this comes out because we're recording yeah. in the future. Yeah. So... It's going to seem like we're late to the game, but we're not. We're not late to the game, friends. This was real time, people. This was real time breaking news when I just happened to get an alert on my phone. Because, yes, I get true crime alerts, you assholes. Um, It's what I want to make my job 
for hopefully so that I don't have to do my job that I have anymore anymore. I know. Yes, please. So now we're going to get back to your regularly scheduled programming of the Greene County Almshouse. Yes. So there was a grand jury sent to inspect the living conditions. And this is a quote from the article in the Waynesburg newspapers. The poppers. Mm, no. Of whom there are quite a number, this is a direct quote, of all descriptions and conditions seem to be as contented and happy in their different departments as though they were heirs to the manor born. No. Poppycock. I'm sure it was a exactly- Poppycock. Yeah. That's an insult Pop- of the time. Poppycock. That's an, a, a time appropriate word. Now, at the time, there was a man named Elijah Adams that was the steward, and it sounds like he might have been a decent man who did intend for the residents to live a decent life. In 1871, the PA Board of Pets. Pennsylvania, but I say PA. Those of us from Pennsylvania, you know, we call everything PA. It's weird because we don't say MD for Maryland, but you know. That is true. No, we don't. That's another weird Pennsylvania thing. The PA Board of Commissioners of Public Charities began inspecting housing for the well, poor. Pennsylvania is so long. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it is. Um, inspecting housing for the poor, asylums, and other charitable organizations. The Alms House received a favorable report stating that a structure had been built that served as a coal house, a wood shop, a bake shop, and, and a well house. It was considered one of the best poor houses at the time. About 45 people lived there at the time, and they were, they were fed well, three meals a day, were treated by a doctor if they were sick. However, the good reports would not last forever. By 1875, the number of residents had doubled, and now it was overcrowded. The attic had been converted into living accommodations. A long room with one window and eight beds lined the wall. It was a male dormitory created for 16 males. So they had to share beds, obviously, if there were only eight beds. Oh, my God. Ventilation was poor, and it was infested with mice and rats. Ew. The almshouse was not equipped to deal with the population of mentally ill people that were coming in, so there were now problems with violence. In the 1880s, there the terrible living conditions in places similar to the Greene County Almhouse. Um, inmates at the Greene County Almhouse started writing to local newspapers to report the horrific conditions that they were living in. Um, and again, they called, I'm not calling them in, inmates, that's what they were calling them. Um, in the 1880s, there was a movement to remove the insane, as they called them, from almshouses. And in 1884, mentally ill residents from the Greene County Almshouse were moved to the Dixmont State Hospital in Pittsburgh. Mm. This just put a Band-Aid on the problem, though, because it was still overcrowded and the building was still dilapidated. In 1885, there were plans to condemn the building, but that never happened. They were going to build a whole new building, but they didn't. Instead, they added on another wing that did provide indoor plumbing and more room for living accommodations. The new wing was four floors and had 22 rooms and a bathroom and a clothing room on each floor. The original structure was deemed sound and the building was renovated. The renovations doubled the occupancy of the residence, so the accommodations were better, but the steward was now William Cage, who was a sadistic human being. Cage carried with him a cane-like stick for beating inmates for whatever reason he felt like. The cane is currently on display in the museum. The residents were forced in the wintertime to bathe in the freezing cold lake, and he would lock people in the dungeon for various reasons, or they just annoyed him. There were hangings on the property when Cage was steward, and for what? This was not a prison, so why were people being hanged on the property? Um, they were not criminals. Most of the residents had mental or physical disabilities. Cage was removed in the 1890s amidst the reports of the abuses that he was carrying out. So the Green County Almshouse went from one of the best to one of the worst. Sad story because the people who were housed there were most likely forgotten. 
So this is why the almshouse is haunted AF. Yeah. T- just the death. The I mean, I mean, hangings. It's not a prison. <laughs> not. Yeah, a, I just don't know how did he even try to justify that. No, no. Like they removed I mean, him, but but the damage was done. Yeah. I well, yeah, of course. But yeah. like, I just don't even know how you even justify that to somebody who even works there. No. Like, I just don't understand. I mean, whatever. I mean, so the current president of the so his, bizarre of the historical so- society says that there are frequent stomping noises in the building and that, uh, and that he saw an apparition that kind of looked like fireflies or tiny points of light that morphed into the shape of a person and then disappeared. I actually like that less than just a straight up ghost. On the second floor in the female dormitory, which is considered the most active part of the building, um, which is now storage rooms, on the weekend, those doors often will get open to let the air circulate. And if they forget to open those doors, the residents, in quotes, get annoyed that the doors have not been opened and they start making all kinds of noises behind the doors. It sounds like people are just, it's just chaos behind the doors. There's also whispering that occurs frequently in the female dormitory. Sometimes you can feel someone brushing against you or tugging on your clothes. On the first floor in the male dormitories, whispering and footsteps are reported also. And in the dungeon, which was really used as a dungeon, there were people who were actually tortured there very mentally ill or people with violent tendencies would end up in the dungeon. There are still mounts hanging from the ceilings of where the chains would have been attached oh, to restrain God. mentally ill or residents who were being punished. Oh, no. The man no. the man who owned the poorhouse would often see someone in the street and decide it was necessary for them to go to the poorhouse. And he was considered to be within his right to say, hey, you're coming with me. That's terrifying. So yeah, no, he would like so he that. would just identify, OK, you're a good candidate. Um, in the main dining hall, a popular apparition is, is um, a, a man with long whitish hair. On uh, one occasion, a woman who worked at the society had her cell phone overheat for no reason and burn her leg and then had the battery die. Weird. So back to that woman um, who cooked her baby. In the early 1900s, Sarah Nisley and her husband and children came to live there at the almshouse. Her husband died. Supposedly, she got pregnant a couple of times to residents that were there. On one occasion, Sarah had put her baby in the oven to, quote, warm her. They think that the baby was probably already deceased, and that's why the baby was so cold. When the residents woke up the next morning, this is so horrible, they were excited because they thought they were getting fed, like, a turkey or something, because they smelled something cooking. Oh, no. And no, it was the baby that cooked overnight. Worst story ever. Ew. So I watched the paranormal footage of what goes on in this house and um, the footage of like inexplicable clanging, knocking on doors, sounds of running footsteps on the stairs. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. The place is really scary. Well, you know, I don't like stomping either. No, it's anything where I feel like I can hear your movement. I don't like it. It's really scary. The paranormal team from Haunted Destination spent the night there in the dungeon. And I, I mean, I was just watching the episode and I was terrified. I would not visit this place. I'm not down with this almshouse asylum vibe at all when i was in in high school one time we went to an old asylum which has since been destroyed um i went with a group of people and was still terrified i'm like i don't like this i'm getting the hell out of here i I don't like the energy in a place like that it's just any place like that we talked about it before where there's just that horrible sadness and violent death and the energy is just it's just awful so yeah, if the vibe ain't right, the vibe yeah, ain't right. That's not a place I would go. I would never want to go visit that place. So, yeah. Um, but 
apparently it's a, I mean, when, when you see, if you ever Google this place, it's a beautiful building now. I mean, it's yeah, a, no, be- I Googled it. Yeah, it, no, it's no, a no, beautiful building. Um, very well kept. The people that work there just, lo- I mean, they love it. They're, they're so into, you know, keeping it going and everything. Um, and the paranormal activity, I think is just now kind of part of their day. It's like, yeah, I work there and you know, this is what happens. So, um, but yeah, so that's the Green County Almshouse. Oh my God. I just almost said that I wish I worked somewhere that was haunted, but we do. I think, I'm sorry. Every place is haunted in some Part way. Part of it is haunted. Yeah. But anyway, that's a story for a different day, friends. Mm-hmm. Well, that was pretty fascinating and a weird connection back to my stepdad. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to ask him about it. I'm I bet sure he's he heard of it. About it. Actually, I bet you I know. I bet you I might have an interesting story the next time we get together to record about this because I'm going to talk to him about it. But anyway, Mm -hmm. we want you to share with us your shithead stories, please. So send them to us in an email on 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com. Follow us on the Facebook, the Instagram and the Twitter. It's all linked in the show notes. I'm not going to repeat to you all of our handles. It's mostly at 31 nights of scary shit. So you can find us there. Please, please consider donating to our Venmo profile and or, a our um um buy me a coffee or whatever buy me a slice it'd be really awesome and get a free sticker that they're gonna gonna come on saturday which you will be listening to this on friday so maybe possibly or saturday but um they're gonna come in on saturday we're gonna ship them out we're really excited about it so yeah just do all those things and then maybe also stay spooky Uh, bye